Welcome to the University of Michigan Dentistry Podcast Series, promoting oral health care worldwide. As you approach the anatomy for this dissection, you first must learn the cranial understructures, especially some of the anterior foramina. In the mandibular region, off the side of the chin is a small foramen, and this is called the mental foramen. And through it pass the mental artery, vein, and nerve. Above, beneath the orbit, we have the infraorbital foramen, and the infraorbital artery, vein, and nerve will pass through it. And then higher up above the orbit, we have either a supraorbital notch or a supraorbital foramen. On this side of the specimen, we have the foramen. The periosteum covering the bone coming from the roof of the orbital floor around to the forehead region has ossified across the notch, whereas on this opposite side, you could see the indentation, which is the supraorbital notch. Now, as we look at these three foramina again in overview, you will see that a line between the mental foramen and the infraorbital foramen and the supraorbital notch is basically in a direct line not quite vertical, but close to it. So that in your work today, you should remember that these nerves that we are going to study, the mental nerve, the branches of the infraorbital nerve, and the supraorbital nerve are all cutaneous nerves, non-motor, cutaneous to the skin of the face and to part of the oral mucosa. When we look at a soft tissue specimen, we can see some of these nerve branches. We have seen all of the buccal branches already of the facial nerve. These are motor, whereas those which we are going to study today are sensory. And here, deep underneath the depressor angulioris, you will find the mental foramen and the mental artery, vein, and nerve. It is a nerve that innervates the skin of the lower lip. It also innervates the mucosa of the inner lining of the lower lip. Mental nerve. Above, just beneath the area of the orbit, we have now reflected both of the muscles uh, that attach in this area that go to the upper lip, the levator labii superioris and the levator angulioris. This nerve is quite large, infraorbital nerve. It is sensory to the side of the nose. It is sensory to the lower eyelid. 
It has a sensory branch to the labial mucosa of the inside of the upper lip, as well as to the gingiva of the anterior teeth, the infraorbital nerve. And it is an important relationship to the two muscles that we have previously mentioned. Above it arises the levator labii superioris. Beneath it, directly, directly beneath the infraorbital foramen, arises the levator anguli oris. Infraorbital nerve with at least four branches going to the palpebral area, the nasal area, the labial area, and in through to the mouth, anterior teeth, gingival area. As we, we will now look at another specimen. On this specimen, we have now reflected the depressor of the angle of the mouth. And looking deep within here, again, mental foramen with the mental artery and vein passing through. In the infraorbital area, we can see on this specimen a few of the branches of the infraorbital nerve. And then above the orbit, passing through either the supraorbital notch or supraorbital foramen, and passing upward deep to the musculature, directly onto the periosteum of the bone that I'm scoring here, is the supraorbital artery, vein, and nerve. When we return to the skull now, we have seen the supraorbital foramen and the infraorbital foramen. And if you look on a dry specimen, you will see a small foramen on the cheekbone. This is the zygomatical facial foramen and the zygomatical facial nerve passes out through it. It comes directly out towards you, sprays out to supply the skin of the lateral surface of the orbital area and the cheek prominence. Zygomatical orbital has a foramen now that is inside the orbit and its nerve passes through it by the same name to emerge as a zygomatical facial on the lateral side of the cheekbone. In addition to that, behind this area, as you turn the corner, there is a small foramen that transmits a nerve that will pass out in the fat in front of temporalis muscle to supply the skin of the anterior temporal area. These nerves are very difficult to find because, as I indicated, they are small and they come directly out towards you and spray out to the skin. And that infrequently, as you have reflected the skin and worked through the muscles in this area, bicularis oculi and zygomaticus major, uh, this nerve, the zygomatical facial, is frequently uh, removed flush with the bone. 
Again, there are a couple of other nerves that you should look at, and this can be best seen on the cadaver specimen. The mandible, with its masseter muscle laterally, attaching to the zygomatic arch, and deep within the main muscle of the cheek, the buccinator muscle, forming almost all of the cheek structure, whereas crossing it were the zygomaticus major and minor muscles and other muscles of facial expression. This is a muscle of the oral cavity. And coming from deep within the mandible, medial to the mandible, and passing outward onto the surface of the buccinator muscle, and then piercing the buccinator muscle, is this the buccal nerve. It is sensory to the mucosa of the cheek. In addition to that, passing higher up now, in front of masseter muscle and onto the cheek prominence, is the area where you should look for the zygomatical facial, and we can see some of the zygomatical facial blood vessels here, but the nerve has been removed. And then, in this general region behind the lateral surface of the orbit here, the lateral orbital aperture, and behind it where we see temporalis muscle fibers, this area is supplied uh, by uh, that nerve zygomatical temporal. Look for these nerves, carefully dissect as many of them as you can. Uh, the major nerves of the uh, mental branching, infraorbital branching, as well as supraorbital uh, can easily be found along with the buccinator and the, the difficulty and the time will be, should be spent on trying to find zygomatical facial and zygomatical temporal. In addition to this, we have a cutaneous nerve that runs upward directly in front of the ear along with the package of superficial temporal artery and vein. Look for a nerve in this region. Do not confuse it with branches of the facial nerve, but it runs up along here very deep within and emerges to supply the skin of the side of the head, running in this direction upward behind zygomatic arch and behind the ramus of the mandible. This is the auriculotemporal nerve along with the superficial temporal artery and vein. This nerve is thin, uh, fairly strong, but the connective tissue in this region is very tough. And because of it, uh, the uh, nerve is frequently ripped unless you keep removing the connective tissue from downward to upward into the area of the side of the head. Carefully look then for the auriculotemporal nerve. There are other nerves indicated in your dissection guide uh, that you can easily find. Look for the uh, illustrations in the textbook and atlas that will clarify these for you.
You've been listening to a presentation from the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, which is dedicated to supporting open learning and open educational resources. This recording is licensed under the Creative Commons. It may be reused and redistributed for nonprofit use. Please attribute materials to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and redistribute under this same license. For more information on how this and other University of Michigan School of Dentistry recordings may be used, visit www.dent.umich.edu license.